just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> It's a polarizing figure. There are people out there that believe that whatever Michigan does is tainted. That's up to you to decide, but hail, hail Michigan. They are the champions of college football 2023. This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, ho. Here we go! And 
there it was on Monday night before midnight. Thank God for that. Earlier start time has saved us all on the East Coast as Michigan, the winningest program in college football history, is back atop the heap. And there is no question they earned it. Who's got it better than Jimmy Hardpaw right now? Who's got it better Nobody. And we shall see what happens next for Coach Harbaugh and whether Michigan can sustain this kind of success in the Big Ten, which is about to get a lot rougher. So, yes, strike up the band. Hail to the victors. I know two guys, good friends, one a former colleague, who are huge Michigan men. One of them is the Desert Fox Kevin Workus, I was with him in Minneapolis. He's very happy today. And also, my former colleague, now the program director at the very successful, um, is it the game in San Francisco or the fan in San Francisco? Everything's over the game or the fan. It's the Odyssey Sports Radio Station in San Fran. I should know this. My friend Matt Nahigian who I worked with at one-on-one sports in Chicago. And I heard this song all the time from him, and he would always be talking about Michigan. I have no idea why a Chicago kid would be a Michigan man, but he was. Did you know that Michigan won back-to-back-to-back-to-back college football championships, quote championships, from 1901 to 1901? Four. <laughs> Imagine how prehistoric that football was. Go ahead and look up. Well, was there photography in 01? I think there was crude photography. The game was uh, much different back then, to say the least. But Michigan proved it on the field. They were the better team, better quarterback, more resilient. Ground and pound against Washington that hung in there. Had chances to really get back in the game. But Penix was... Way, way more inaccurate than he's been probably all season. And they lost their star running back to an injury. And so, therefore, the floodgates finally opened and they lose 34 to 13. Harbaugh evading the Gatorade bath, which is his move. And it just is very on brand for him, knowing how he ticks. But he's so cat quick, it's amazing. They tried to get him with a player embrace Gatorade bath sneak attack, and he still sensed it out. He was like a damn cat getting away from it. I think he's going to the pros. We shall see. We're going to talk more with my friend, Bryant Hatcher, played college football at Cincinnati, went to the Final Four when his Bearcats were there with Luke Fickle a couple years ago, get his thoughts on the game, plus the NFL. He and I have to have a bet now because Packers-Cowboys Sunday down in Dallas. We'll get to him in just a second. Also, a bonus double guest today on the pod. I've got my man, Captain B, a.k.a. Darkwing, whose name I keep redacted, not for any nefarious purposes, just because ain't nobody need to have their name out there giving me good stuff about the airline industry and flying and everything else. But he's going to talk to me about the door that flew off the Alaska Airlines flight and the grounding of the uh, MAX 9s by Boeing, and a couple other things, because I'm a I'm an airplane nerd. So, you know, sue me for that. And if you don't like airplane talk, well, then just turn the pot off after I'm done talking sports with my man, Hatch. But the Wolverines were the best team. They proved it on the field, and you can't take that away from them. However, 
what's going to become of the full investigation when it's all said and done of Connor Stallions and the sign stealing? Well, I know this. There was a storybook ending for Michigan that was going to be perfect up until all this came down. And I don't know much of the particulars about the first three-game suspension that Harbaugh got hit with. My sense of it is that it was very ticky-tack. And so I didn't pay much mind to it early when it happened, and I don't really care much. I am fascinated by the sign-stealing thing because it does appear to me, at least, that they had a major skunk work operation in play that was well beyond just the whole, yeah, we're going to have a guy who's in the stands who might glance at a thing or two and report back to us on what he saw. So what I want to know is that, well, first of all, so the storybook finishes that, you know, Jack Harbaugh's father coached, uh, I think, the secondary under Bo Schembechler and little Jimmy Hardpaw, competitive SOB wearing his khakis as he is, was running around as a 10-year-old. And Bo Schembechler was, you know, telling him, ah, get off the field, you know? So he was born into Michigan royalty, father coached there, goes on to play quarterback there, takes Stanford and makes them into a team that could actually beat the big shots of the Pac-12, like USC, shock the world there, then goes to the pros, gets within one play of winning the Super Bowl against his brother, who was on the sidelines and surprised Harbaugh at one point where they showed the clip of Jim like leaning down, not paying attention, and then tapped on the shoulder. Hey, it's my brother. And they shared a warm embrace. That's great. Looked kind of staged, but whatever. And then to have him come back to the program that had been floundering just going through one bad idea at head coach after another, Rich Rod, Brady Hoke, and others. And he started to turn it around, but then really didn't win anything big. And then it looked like he was going to be curtains because the COVID year, they completely sucked. But it was the COVID year, so you, you know it's hard to figure out. In fact, I went to look up my Harbaugh bites in my archives of sound, And I remember pulling this one from when I think Ohio State pretty much trashed him in a game. And this is Jim Harbaugh having to eat a big old slice of humble pie. We were outplayed. Outprepared and outcoached. Outplayed the whole thing. I mean, um, both offensively and defensively, that was, it was thorough. It was a, uh, you know, they, and we knew this, you know, we knew it about their team. I mean, if, they got the ability, uh, you know, they're good enough. And if they play good enough, they could, they're good enough to, to um, you know, to beat you thoroughly. And that's what happened today. Yeah. So that he would then come back, win the national championship, having gone through Ohio State to do so, his mom and dad there, it's a great Cinderella story. It's perfect. But then there is the whole Connor Stallions thing. And here's what I want to know. First of all, We know they were doing this with Stallions. No one's really disputing that. They have, they fired him. Like, they're going to bring him back? Because Harbaugh said to start his presser, we're innocent. We're innocent is what he said to start his presser after their win against Washington. We shall see just, quote, how innocent and what your version of innocent is. But I know this. They were good enough 
to do this without the sign stealing. And that's because they beat the five best teams on their schedule after the scandal broke and after Harbaugh had been suspended. Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, Alabama, Washington, five in a row, sit them down. Of course, as I've always said, outcomes drive narratives. And can you imagine if they had not converted the fourth and two and Alabama had marched down the field and put the dagger in with about four minutes and change to go? What would we be saying now? Be a whole different story. But then again, that's sports. That's how it is. Outcomes drive narratives. The great Cinderella story of Jim Harbaugh coming back to Michigan, restoring the program to glory. Mom and dad there. The whole thing, it's perfect, except for this Connor Stallions thing. And they did it to themselves because they didn't need it. But they did it for a reason. It had value to them, this sign-stealing program. And... McCarthy said it was to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with Ohio State and others. Maybe there's some truth to that. We'll see. But they didn't need it, and yet they kind of put their own asterisk on their title, even though they were the best team and didn't need it. They did this cheating because it had value to them. Perceived value, actual value. Might have only given them a 4 to 5% boost. Who knows? But they wanted to do it. It's not unlike the Patriots. The Patriots and Belichick did Spygate because it had value to them. Now, in Spygate's case, we never found out what the trick was, which frustrated the hell out of me because I wanted to know. Goodell, in one of his first acts as overpaid commissioner, destroyed the tapes. (laughs) Had one of his white shoe lawyers smash them literally smash the VCR tapes in Goodell's office and dispose of them. (laughs) Stupid. And then Belichick never answered any questions as to, so what were you doing? How were you mating up what you were filming with your preparation and the way you would call games? See, I wanted a full accounting of that. If I was commissioner, I would make a team that is facing discipline explain what they did. Almost like when your grade school teacher would intercept a note you were passing in class, they'd make you read the note in front of the class. And that was the greatest deterrent of all. Dear Susie, would you like to go to the dance with me? I think you're kind of (laughs) cute. Everyone's laughing. Had Roger Goodell saved the tapes, made them public, and said, here's what were on the tapes. All of it. And force Goodell to explain in detail, well, here's what we did. We took the tapes, we matched up the signals, then we would take in our headsets, we'd radio into Brady. Okay, we think we've picked up a blitz, so therefore your key is to change out of it. Make him explain it. I want to know the same with with Connor Stallions. I want to know. If you're innocent, will Connor Stallions come back to the program? Also, was it him on the sidelines in the Central Michigan gear? That's the biggest one. I just want to know. If it was not him, fine. Who was it? Tell me. If it was him, okay, who gave him access? Who gave him the clothes? And if other programs are doing it, are they doing it to this extent? Are there other incidents of, oh, look at this guy. He's an Alabama guy, and he's on the sidelines of LSU wearing their gear. If that that is out there, I'd like to see it. If everyone's doing it, How come none of these other championships have had any sort of taint to them other than perhaps they got a call 
or, you know, something broke their way or they got lucky. So that's all I want to know. But hail to the victors, your champions of college football. And now we launch into the 12-team era. And we'll just see how it plays out. I got a feeling that basically the best teams are still going to end up in the final four. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll be more upsets. Maybe it'll be chaos, a miniature version of March Madness in basketball. Not likely, but you never know till we try it. Quick break. When we come back, my man Hatch, the Cincinnati Flash on the national championship, Cowboys, Packers, NFL playoffs, and the shocking firing of Mike Vrabel by the Tennessee Titans. You are listening to the Zabecast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Hello. Oh, you done fucked up. You answered the phone. I sure did. <laughs> you sure did. What's <laughs> up, Hatch? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. All right. Did you enjoy the game last night? Uh, uh, <laughs> I had my money on Washington. Oh, okay. All right. There's no personal 
axe to grind against Michigan or Harbaugh. No, you just had your no. money on Washington. I had my money on Washington. I was rooting for Washington because one of the guys we had on the show played at Washington. Who that? JC. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. The Washington connection. They yep. unfortunately uncorked their worst game of the year and they lost their star running back who was already pretty much hanging by a thread. Right? He was. They needed to take him out. He couldn't. He there wasn't much he could do. He was a liability. Yeah. Unless they wanted to keep him in for pass blocking. But the problem that I saw besides that the penalties and the offensive coordinator waited too late to adjust his scheme against what Michigan was doing. So Michigan was not going to let him go deep. Their coverage was take away the deep ball, and they kept sending people down the field. And it made Penix hold the ball, which Michigan was getting to him. And obviously, we're seeing that Penix is still very fragile. Yeah. Well, and he was inaccurate. He was inaccurate last night as well. I mean, he missed a wide-open touchdown on the one-fourth down play, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, he, that was not that was not what he was leading up to this game. So, yeah, Penix was inaccurate, and you said it's because he's not used to getting hit. He wasn't used to getting hit, so if you'll watch him, you'll see that the reason why he was inaccurate is because he was throwing off his back foot, and he was, and he was falling back. So he was trying to protect himself from getting hit instead of standing in the pocket and stepping through and throwing the ball. And he didn't do that. He he was falling back. He was throwing, turning away. Mm-hmm. He just he just he just wasn't as tough as I thought he was. At yeah. least not that game. He they banged him up a little bit. He wasn't used to it, and he became skittish, and he short armed. The reason why he threw inaccurate to the wide open receiver is he short armed the ball. He short armed the ball because he thought he was going to get hit. Yeah, and he threw off his back foot. Well, so and and then the other thing the, again is that it took Washington too long to adjust their scheme to what Michigan. They didn't take advantage of what Michigan was giving them, and Michigan was giving them the short route, and they were giving them things across the middle around twelve yards and under, and they didn't take advantage of that till late in the game. Yeah, how about how about that little dude number zero, Mike Sandrasil? I believe is how you say Sandrasil, five ten one eighty. And little dude, but fast as fuck. And he's smart. He was always in the right place at the right time, and he made plays. Yeah, I guess he be a pro. You got to be, I think, when you're that when you're that size. But could he play on Sundays at five ten? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. There's guys doing it now. Okay. Well, I I I don't know, man. They're like the NFL has shown a more of a preference for big corners. If possible, big corners or at least long corners. Well, they need them on the outside. That's not what's on the play in the slot. Okay, so he'd be a slot DB, you think? Well, he's a safety actually. Oh, he is. Okay. Well, yeah, he, can... he plays safety, okay, but he well... can do both. The reason why he's valuable is because he can play safety and he can cover in the slot. Can he play safety in the pros at that size? Yeah, he can. Really? Even though you mm-hmm. got to tackle, even if you're playing free, you still have to make some tackles. Watch the dude tackle. He makes tackles. Okay. All right. He well, reminds me of Daryl Green. Uh, he reminds me of the corner whose son's playing now. Uh, what was what? What is his <laughs> oh, name? Oh, Asante uh, Samuel. No. Um, his son plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
He's 5'10 and plays free safety. Okay. What's Tammy his name? Bucks. Played at Minnesota. He played at University of Minnesota. His dad played at Ohio State, was a corner, okay. was a great tackler. And then he played – he's playing for Tampa Bay as a, as a safety at 5'10". Oh, Winfield. Antoine Winfield yes. Jr. Yep. Antoine Winfield. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. He's well, the same size. All right. Well, Maybe there you go. Maybe a little bit heavier, but same height. Right. Um, the As a receiver yourself in college, uh, what do you think of Washington's stud? They, they, they have some great receivers. Number one, I mean, I don't – he didn't play that well yesterday because of the inaccurate throwing of Penix. That'd be Rome, that, Rome Adunze. Rome Adunze. That Adunze. Dude is the second best receiver in in college behind Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. right yeah and the reason why is Marvin Harrison can run all the routes right he can go anywhere from intermediate to short and you can put Marvin Harrison in the slot and he can run all the choice routes and you can put him outside and he's 6-4 Romeo Adunze is more of a big play take it off the top receiver right uh, a little more one-dimensional. Jalen Polk for Washington declared for the draft as soon as the game was over. So he's their other guy. They got, and I think they got a third guy who's also considered to be a number Sunday 11. player. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They have some good, great receivers. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad the game, it was pretty close for a while, although I never got the feeling Washington was going to win. I felt like they were going to make it close and maybe cover the spread. You were probably hoping that right. as well. Uh, exactly. The the penalty that wiped out the big connection to Adunze was the real backbreaker in the game. And they never that recovered guy had from that. Two penalties in a row, that tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Tough deal and their there. Their line was supposed to be so good. I mean, Michigan just took advantage of them. Yeah, we're bigger, stronger, faster, deeper, tougher. So like somebody like somebody said to me, the texted me last night, welcome to the Big Ten, Washington. <laughs> 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 well, we'll see, and we'll see how the uh, we'll see how the the established Big Ten powers deal with a different breed of cat coming in in the form of Oregon, Washington, and USC. Maybe not as big and as plotting, but perhaps more athletic and more passing oriented. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean USC is going to be just as big. That's Those true. Big California boys, they're big, but will they be tough? They. That's the difference. And what are they going to do? And the problem is UCLA, USC coming to the coming to the Midwest in October, November. Those are losses. Really? Yeah, okay. Nobody thought about that. Come on, USC. Let's play Michigan in October and <laughs> November. Hell, I think some teams like even Iowa, they'll bore USC to death. And they could they could be in for a shock just because you know they're better than Iowa, but they'll they'll play them and they'll be like this is boring as fuck. Like what are you guys doing? You run run right. run punt run 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 punt, and you know we make one turnover. Now all of a sudden it's a game. I don't know. We'll keep track of the West Coast teams that join the conference and how well they do, and maybe have a a little side dollar wager to see what you think. You think they'll end up? With worse records this year coming than last year, I think I think I think each one of them will have a loss against a team that's middle of the road in the Big Ten in 
a no non Finland. a non pedigreed team. In other words, yes, not like Minnesota, not Michigan, or somebody like that. Yeah. Nah, yeah, Michigan State. They're gonna come to Michigan State and lose <laughs> because it's November. Yeah. All right. And, so yeah, we'll we'll see about that. How do you feel, Hatch, about the new twelve team playoff? I think it's better than four. Right. I still I still push for. My thing was always 16, and the reason why is because at the time when I was saying that, there were 10 conferences, and I'm, I was saying you should get it just like any other NCAA tournament, even though the NCAA doesn't run it. it if you want fairness, you give each conference champ an automatic bid, and at the time, there were 10, so that's 10 spots. Right. Then there, then there are six open-ended spots which were more than what the four was. Right. So everybody could have been happy. But, of course, the people that control the money don't want to share the money. No. So why would they do that? That's right. like if you and I were running something, we're making all the money, and, and, <laughs> and someone else wanted to come in, we're going to make excuses. They might sound stupid, but we're going to make excuses on why we're not sharing the money. Yeah. The powers that be are like, fuck the Mac. We're not letting right. in on this shit. Like, get them out right. of here. But here's why I would have loved that, because it would have been a representative everything pie, so to speak, for right. college football. And so you would get a slice right. of everybody. And one of the purposes, once you get to a 12 or 16 team tournament, is you want weaker teams to be the reward for the higher seeds. So you actually need to have more of a separation. It would have been more balanced that way. And there would still be the occasional upset, but at and least that's what everybody yeah. would have bet their money on. Right. People love the underdog. I mean, how many times have you rooted for a number sixteen against a one? All the time, all the time, every time. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. Right, like when people say about the NCAA tournament March Madness, they're like, "Well, it's not the best sixty-four, not the best sixty-eight teams." I say, "It's not supposed to be," and that's when most people go, "What? What do you mean it's not supposed to be?" I go. No, it's a tournament, and if it was the best 68, it'd be unfair to the one, two, three, and four seeds because they're right. playing teams that are too hard when they should be rewarded with somebody who is a bit easier. That's the point of getting a one seed is you got kind of a warm-up game in the tournament most right. of the time. <laughs> with any any kind of tournament. Yes. <laughs> I mean, anything, the NFL, Major League Baseball, all of it's like that. Right. Right. Except for hockey. Hockey's theory is, I don't know what their theory is, but theirs is different. <laughs> well, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. The major sports is the one C either gets a buy or plays the lowest seed. Yeah. Well, it'll be I fun. Mean, it'll be fun you're, to see. You're talking about equality and fairness, which supposedly that's what the NCAA is about, but obviously they're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it should be fun. I, I don't know how the ratings or interest or ticket sales will be for some of the early games. My gut instinct is to not bet against it, but we'll just see how it plays out. And uh, it's more football for all of us. So who can be against that? Here's what I'm going to tell you what it's going to do, what it's, what, how it's going to help. It's going to help with the opt outs. Meaning now that you're putting, oh. now that you're putting more teams in those people that are in the playoffs are not going to opt out. So if Florida State, if this was 12-team this year, they would have put Florida State in. All those guys would have played. They wouldn't have opted out. Now, 
what you're going to get, you'll get less opt-outs because there will be more top-ranked teams in, which means there's more NFL-eligible players that are playing in the tournament, so they're going to play. So I think the best thing to do is because you, it's getting bad, and I don't blame the players. I, I wouldn't play either. If I know I'm going to be a high-draft pick, why would I play? I'm not doing that. No, I opt out too, especially I, now that you're getting paid. What's the purpose of playing? I'm not playing. I'm getting paid. Right. And plus, uh, I don't care. It's it's. I could get hurt like the guy who Dallas drafted. I believe lost millions of dollars. I believe the uh, reports of nil money for top quarterbacks like McCarthy, JJ McCarthy, Penix, and others is between 1.2 and 1.5 million per season. That they're making at their school. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crazy. So why would you play in a freaking citrus bowl? Right. Well, that's true. But, but I, you'll play. But you'll play in a playoff. Right. How, but many, it, how many guys opt out of playing in a playoff? Um, I, it's going to happen. Mark my words. It'll happen. But I don't know who and when. Someone's going to do it. Yeah, Someone. Yeah, maybe. A really good maybe, player. But you'll have. Yeah. A really Go good ahead. player on a 10, 11, or 12 seed. Will say I'm out. A wide receiver, a running back, where they know we're not going to win three games in a row in this thing. We're just not. But I think they're going to play, and the <laughs> reason why is because initially I'm you're just in t- the tournament. I know there's no it's... reason for you to play in the Pop Tart Bowl. <laughs> By the way, that's coming like... back next year. Pop-tarts. Oh my gosh, all that. The Pop-Tart. <laughs> if I'm going to be in the first three rounds and I'm going to the Pop-Tart, I'm not playing. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you on that. First three but rounds. If I'm 12 in the 12, if I'm a 12 seed in the playoff, I'm probably playing because you know why? That's an opportunity to up your stock because you're playing against other players that are probably going to get drafted. So they think you're playing against better talent. So you're going to get a good evaluation. Wow. Yeah. That, we'll see. We'll see. Um, other NFL, I'll switch to the NFL hatch here. Uh, Vrabel got fired today by the Titans, which is the dumbest move ever. Everyone's shocked. Like, yeah, it's not that he sucks. He's overachieved, arguably, going to the playoffs for the six years he was there, taking the Titans to the championship game and nearly pulling off an upset. You don't have a fucking quarterback, you dummies. And he's going to get hired by somebody else real quick. What struck me was just how these NFL teams treat their coaches, the bad teams do, like marketing pieces. Oh, we had a second bad season. We got to look like we're doing something. Let's fire the coach. These teams that don't get it need to figure out, get a different marketing piece or marketing strategy, and if you got a good coach, keep the good coach and get better players or at least get a fucking quarterback. Right. I know. I was shocked when they fired him. And then, you know, it was the – she whoever wrote that statement for her, the owner is a corporate – that's a corporate statement. Well, we're moving in a different direction, and the NFL is ever-changing – well, what does that have to do with – so you're saying Vrabel isn't changing with the NFL? Is that what you're saying? And we're – we're for our front office, we're making – we've had some changes in the front office, and we're moving into – and we need a fresh voice in the locker room. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with the voice that's got a winning record four out of six years? Yeah. What fresh. What is your what, – what are you looking for? Fresh voice. Or how voice. are you evaluating? Yeah. 
a fresh voice. How about a guy who knows how to coach? Guy who knows how right. to extract talent from players who may not have been drafted high to inspire your existing talented players to play harder or to be more focused, to keep the locker room together, to be good tactically, to delegate to your assistants who are capable of doing the shit they know how to do better and not getting in their way, and then handling all the other PR stuff that a coach has to do, the head coach, all the press avails and everything else. The guy has gone to the playoffs four out of six years with a 1980s offense and no quarterback. <laughs> right. He's had Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah. And he has... All he's been able to do is... He, he's running the offense like the love you blue Earl Campbell. Right. Derrick Henry. He's to Derrick Henry, and that's our only hope. <laughs> I know. And he's made it, and he's won. He made it to an AFC. He beat a number one seed in 2019, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I know. Coach of the year. But I, I hate to say this, Hatch. It's uh, it's the daughter of good old, uh, what's his name, running the team Adam. now? Amy Adams Strunk. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't some women who get yeah, sports. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there, so don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying don't even go. Listen, Dave, hey, hey, listen, Tep, David Tepper is the worst owner in the league, and he's a dude. Taking so Snyder's, he's taking Snyder. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Throwing water on somebody. Come on, man, you have no professionalism, <laughs> Dick. You're sitting up in a skybox, right? You're throwing water on somebody that's sitting at the top of the stage that can't get to you. That's the thing, right? You throw water on another man face-to-face on level ground, at least you're putting yourself at risk of an ass-whooping. Right. What a yeah. – what a – and he's – He's the, the worst, but when you have a billion dollars or when you have 20 – when you got $20 billion, who's going to say – who's going to tell you no? Not and even then, Roger Goodell or the league is going to tell you no. Right. So unprofessional. And on top of that, you go in and you – he's – this is the problem with owners that get too involved into the team. He was in the locker room telling Frank Reich what to do and then leaving out of the locker room cursing. Yeah. Frank Reich's a good coach as well. He, he had is no a ch- good coach. He had no you- chance because he did not want Bryce Young. He wanted Stroud. And from the get-go, he was like, oh, boy. Well, got to try to make the most of it. And he couldn't. Right. He couldn't. All right. It was awful. Hatch. We got to have a bet, Cowboys Packers, buddy. This is it. Oh yeah, this is it. At, it's in Dallas too. Are it's you coming. are you ready for the red hot Jordan Love and the young pups, the youngest, cheapest team in the league, surprising everybody? Are you ready? Well, I don't think it's going to happen, and the reason why is because they're going to be getting to Jordan Love. Okay, Micah Parsons last year in Green Bay was held in check. That shocked everybody. Can right. they do it again for a second straight matchup? The Cowboys, your boys had that one in the bag last year, up 14 in the fourth, and then McCarthy went McCarthy. Of course. <laughs> Including punting on a fourth and short, and I'm like, you just never learn, do you, McCarthy? So you well, feel pretty good about this it? Year at home. Dallas, for some odd reason, plays well at home. And who is Green Bay going to stop? They can't stop anybody. I'm afraid the Joe Barry defense the last two weeks, and that's all it's been is two weeks, because they escaped Carolina in week 15, or it's week 16, by a second. <laughs> they made Bryce Young look great. It was his best game of the year. 
And then they caught a Viking team with Nick Mullins. And then yep. I'm sorry, not Nick Mullins. They 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 started with Jared Jalen Hall. Hall Jalen, Jalen like Hall, that. yeah. And they yeah. made him look stupid with a bunch of blitzes because he's a rookie and he wasn't ready. And then right. they got the remnants of Nick Mullins. He stunk. And then they had a good game against uh still not complete Justin Fields. Improving, right. but still not complete. That's a but two still, game Chicago sample. Held him. How many uh, how many points did they? Seventeen. It was seventeen to nine. They score only seventeen points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what is our wager then? How about a dozen brand new Pro V ones? That or, sounds good to me. Or the uh, golf ball of choice. Ooh, choice. I yeah, know golf ball of choice because I play Taylor Made. <laughs> okay, you Taylor Made guy. I play anything. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> I play anything. I mean, almost anything. I don't play any cheap balls, but I mean, Pro V one Taylor Made Callaway. I play all those. Not Pinnacle. Not Top Flight. Yeah, I'm not playing not, those. Not Molitor. No, but not I will play Not Flying Kirk- Ladies. You'll I play Kirkland? Play Kirkland. Yep. <laughs> of course you would. Because <laughs> I have some left over from when I bought a bunch of them. You, you drive That's a, the only reason. You drive a Tesla, but you are a cheap son of a gun at times. You will not pay for the ad-free Spotify. So therefore, when you're playing your speaker, when we're playing golf, we have to put up with ads. Nearly yep. caused a fight at your club one year during a match because some guy's like, why do I got to listen to ads? And you're like, I ain't paying for that. So are you paying for the Peacock game on Saturday night between the Dolphins and the nope. Chiefs? Nope. <laughs> of course I'm not nope. paying for that either. I pay for it. You know why? I'm irritated. You already got me paying for Prime Video to watch Thursday games. <laughs> now you're trying to get me to pay for Saturday for a for a Chiefs and Dolphins? Nope. I'm not. I'll go to the bar and watch it. Okay. Well, you know, we should get together Saturday night. You doing anything? You in the uh, D.C. area? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Come over. I come over yeah, to my basement. I got, I, I got I have, streaming. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I might have my kids. I have them right now, actually. Okay. All right. Well, so, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Thank God we're not at the game. High of one degree. Wind chills well into the negatives they're forecasting for Kansas City on Saturday night. Oh my God! <laughs> That's right. Oh my God is they're right. Gonna, and they're going to beat the fool out of Miami. Miami's missing half their defense. Yeah, they just signed Justin Houston and another <laughs> linebacker off the street. <laughs> Never a good sign, right? Xavier Howard's not playing. Man, okay. Well, but you know, Kansas yeah. City hasn't been right. I just want to see. I want to see Taylor Swift out in the elements, not up in that luxury suite. I want to see Please. her. You know, dang well, she's <laughs> going to be up in that thing, jumping up and down in in nice heated <laughs> skybox. Right, not you a window open. Here's, here, here is my here is my Super Bowl that I'd like just to piss everybody off. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland versus Detroit. <laughs> I. Listen, I'd be into that. I'd be into that because it's a great story of two franchises that are so Never downtrodden. Been the Super Bowl. Never been. I mean, that would be cool. What I think would be the worst Super Bowl in terms of just general interest and appeal would probably be who's the least sexy AFC team, do you think? Houston. Yeah, Houston, Tampa. That, oh, that would, would be nasty. <laughs> but you know what, though? Everyone, C.J. Stroud's about to be rookie of the year. I know. So, I mean, finally, an Ohio State quarterback that's made it. Yeah, that would be nasty. Well, all right, I hope it doesn't happen. Okay, right. 
dozen golf balls of your choosing, <clears throat> Kirkland's. That's right. Uh, if you win, Kirk. if I win, I want the Pro V1s, the number one ball in golf. Hatch. Uh, you know what? I got a, I got a tin. I've got a freaking uh, plastic container full of brand new Pro V1s just stacked up in there no. that I haven't used. So no, I'll I, break out one of those. No, no. I want them in the box and the cardboard. I want the receipt. I want it all. They are. Oh, okay. They are. They're all in right. the box in the car. I've never opened them. I just right. have so many of them from like tournaments and work events and stuff like that. that I just haven't got uh, to them. They're well, brand new. Never well, been opened. Yeah, but I don't want logo. I don't want logos on them. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want logos on them from events like you know the Children's Hospital Classic. I want fresh, unlogoed Pro V1s. Oh, I got some of those in there too. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. All right, Hatch. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, bud. All right. Thanks. Bye. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Flight 209-er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9-er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209-er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. There is few movies better than Airplane. And before I bring on my next guest, I want to be perfectly clear. I don't want anyone to die. But damn it, if I don't love some good airplane near disaster drama and we have got it to start 2024 so i figured i better call my friend former country neighbor i'm just going to call him captain b aka darkwing listener of the pod he once gave me a genuine american flag flown over combat in afghanistan i treasure that collectible to this day he's worked for customs and border patrol flown commercially now flies private commercial and the living is pretty, pretty good. Captain B, good to reconnect, my friend. How are you? Steve-O, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? We got mayhem in the skies. We got mayhem on the runways. 
It's been quite the start to 2024, and so we're due for a visit. But everything is good in your world, I trust? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything is great. I moved up to uh, Pennsylvania to stay away from the taxes of New York City and New Jersey. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I love it. Well, I miss you down here in uh, Virginia, but glad you're up there in in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. They're a Commonwealth, too, right, like Virginia? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Anyway, so this... Uh, Boeing 737 MAX 9 mm-hmm. drama with that door, the plug and the door and everything else has got me completely fascinated on multiple levels. I have so many questions. You're going to help me sort it out. If I recall, we were in my van together talking about the MAX 8 when it was grounded yeah. and what happened with that whole fiasco. I got another friend who is in airplane maintenance in St. Louis, oh, cool. and he was telling me, he goes... Now now that everyone's trained on it, that Max 8 is one of the best birds in the sky. And I go, really? And he swears by it. Now, this Max 9, is this the latest next generation of Boeing 737 Max series? Yeah, it's just a longer one, a little bit okay. longer. All right, a little bit longer. So the first thing that I didn't understand about this was, why have a door that's not a door? Ah, so it's just like a car or anything else. They build it, they build them all based on, you know, the the most complex model, and then they just disable features, Ah, if you will. Okay. So that that door is actually designed, I think it was Ryanair wanted to have uh, uh, that area as an emergency escape hatch, if you will, and put an emergency escape door. So Boeing said, no problem. (laughs) <laughs> we'll slap a hatch in there, and then you're good to go. And then nobody else bought it except for, I think, Ryanair. I don't think any of the United States carriers like Spare or anybody has it. Just uh, just Ryan. Ryanair is the discount Irish airline, sure right? Is. And mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like their spirit. I don't know if their service yeah. Oh, yeah. is as bad as spirit, but uh, <laughs> I think I've seen when I was over there, like, yeah, you can fly anywhere on Ryan. But, you know, beware. It's not a luxury yeah, yeah. airline. Coin machine in the bathroom door, the whole thing. <laughs> So they got so typically a 737 has the main entry door up front. Yep. It's mm-hmm. got the two overwing exits, which are hatches, not really Correct. doors per se. And then yeah, there's plugs. the rear aft door option. But if you don't buy it, which nobody is, they just seal it up and go about their merry way. But the sealing it up is where now Boeing has got their panties in a wad. Yeah, what a, it's a weird design on that thing. I was looking into it. So if you picture like holding your two hands, you know, fingertip to fingertip together, one hand facing out and one hand facing in. Right. And then the fingertips touch each other. And that pressure from the, you know, will keep the door from popping open and flight. The only way to make it pop open is to shift the door up like an inch and a half to get past those, those seals. And then it can, it can flop out for outward based on a hinge on the bottom of the door. I watched, you sent me a YouTube video of a guy who's yeah, yeah. a pilot. He's also a mechanic of these aircraft, and he was explaining it. And the nerd in me, the failed engineer that always wanted to be, and my dad is so sad I never became one, uh, was just enraptured by it going, wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and I'm like, it seems like a solid design, but it looks like because they found a bunch of bolts that were getting loose yeah. on this particular plug door on other flights, 
that mm-hmm. they've got a problem on their hands because of how the bolts can get loose. And before you know it, if it just hits the right amount of turbulence, when the cabin is not pressurized enough, that the door could fly off. And by the looks of this Alaska Airlines flight, the door flew off cleanly. It didn't shear off the yeah. the, the, the hinges that it's on. It just was like the perfect yeah, popped open and and, uh, and left, making a great window for the people in that aisle. One of the there was a teenager who lost his shirt, his whole and shirt, a, and, a, and an iPhone. And well, multiple iPhones were found yeah. Yeah. in perfect working condition, yeah. which makes you go, "Do I really need Apple's protection plan after all?" Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> uh, they did find the door, and according to this guy you sent me to on YouTube, the key is mm-hmm. where are the bolts. Where are the bolts? Where are the bolts? Exactly. Where are the bolts? Now, if they were having a bit of a hard time finding the door until someone said, hey, I think there's something in my backyard, finding those bolts might be impossible. I, I would think. I think it's going to be, yeah, virtually impossible, unless right. by some stroke of luck it popped through somebody's window like, like uh, you know, uh, Animal House-esque with the golf ball <laughs> and slides across a desk. Right. But absent that, I don't think they're going to find them. So I... Uh, I was curious. I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I read one news story that said Alaska knew that the the, the plane in question had a light come on about pressurization issues. They did. December 7th. They had it come on again Jan 4 and Jan 5. Yep. Now, I guess this pressurization light is nonspecific, right? It doesn't say, yeah. hey, the door's about to fly off. You might want to check the bolts. It's a non-specific thing. However, it's not that Alaska said, "Ah, the light's on again. Just ignore it." They actually said, "Well, the light's on. Maybe we shouldn't fly this plane to Hawaii, which is one of our routes, because if it goes yeah. out halfway to Hawaii, we're really screwed." Yeah, yeah, that would be awkward. I mean, you, in fact, you planned for that when we when we crossed the Atlantic, or when I was out and flying to Fiji last month. Uh, same thing. You plan, you have uh, emergency evacuation airports, if you will, that you plan for in case you lose pressurization. Because if you lose pressurization, you have to descend down to like 10,000 feet, which is great. Everybody could breathe, but you burn a ton of gas. So the plan is get down to altitude and make sure you have enough fuel if you were down at 10,000 feet to get anywhere along your route to a, a safe runway and get the plane on the ground. Right. Which led me to wonder if you're halfway to Hawaii. Would a 737 MAX 9, with the door blown out, be able to get back to land somewhere? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It so would. ETOPS, yeah, ETOPS is the rule. Extended twin-engine operations for two-engine airplanes. And so for them, it's 180 minutes. So you got three hours. You have to have a, a, a forced landing place within three hours of any place along your route of flight if you're operating under ah, the okay. So you got to. They're not carrying just enough fuel just to get to their destination. You've got to have oh, enough fuel to God get no. a lot further than that. Yeah, especially like someplace like an island like that, Hawaii, Fiji. You, you're making sure you have like your alternate airport may be 200, 300 miles the opposite direction just to make sure you have enough. You can always get someplace. You don't want right. to get to your destination and get weathered out. Okay, and the plane would burn a lot more fuel. It'd be yeah. a harrowing two and a half hour flight if you're halfway to Ugh. Hawaii, right? It's five yeah. hours 
I believe. Cold and loud. Yeah, it would be awful. <laughs> Cold and loud, but the plane would likely not fly apart. Oh, no, it'd be okay. fine. Okay. Well, so at least there's that. I was actually thinking how my first question was, well, how low would you have to go so people would be able to breathe oxygen? You said 10,000 feet, and I was like, uh, okay, that's not terrible. In theory, could you fly that plane 1,000 feet off the deck for three hours? Well, it would be fun. I'd like to do it. But, uh, yeah, you could. It, it wouldn't be the smartest thing to do just because you're burning even more fuel. Oh, really? The further down you go, it's even more and more heavy air, more drag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why airliners fly high, right? The higher you go, the more efficient <laughs> jet engines are. Right. And the faster you can go. And then you have, and then you have uh, I mean, you've got less margin for error on everything when you're that low to the deck. Yeah, spent a lot of time down there when I was at Customs. Uh, it's it's all doable. It's fun. Doable, fun. Know. It'd be fun to fly. It would not be fun to be in the back for that oh, be long. Because these, <laughs> yeah. these passengers were on the plane for only about 15 minutes with the door off, right? Yeah, think how cold it gets in there. Oh, yeah. Well, and the kid who was shirtless. <laughs> oh, oh, man, this poor kid. <laughs> okay, so it, it ended without any uh, disaster, thank God. And like I said to, to intro you, I don't want anyone to die, much less get mm. harmed, but I have a fascination with this stuff. That sure. brings us to the other questions just about, you know, Boeing and the way the company is run. You know, Boeing, you said, you told me Boeing used to be a premier engineering company, run by engineers, built by engineers, the best Boeing standards. But at some point, the bean counters and market pressures as competitors like Airbus and others come in. They're like, sure. well, you know, we could probably get get away with this or this. And there's always that trade-off. And who knows? Maybe Boeing is starting to flirt with, I don't know. They need to tighten up, sounds like. Yeah, they do need to tighten up. That's This is a dumb one, an unnecessary one. Um, I mean, the inspections will fix it. But, yeah, going all the way back then, you know, the bean counter thing, that, that was a result of the merger with uh, McDonnell Douglas or the oh, buyout of McDonnell Douglas. Right. And they had a rep for being bean counters and Boeing were the engineers over-engineered the daylights out of their planes. And and so that it all changed, right? Then they got greedy, like with the MAX, and there's a thing called an angle of attack probe on the, the, uh, the MAX airplanes. And so they were like, well, you know, it comes with one, but if you want a second one, we'll charge you extra, like a second windshield wiper. You know, and that was the that was essentially what the, the root cause of that Right. That whole catastrophe. Except except for it's more important than a windshield wiper. It's a Heck critical yeah. thing <laughs> that says, hey, your your nose of your aircraft is out of whack and you're gonna stall if you don't fix it right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, it, was, it was nuts to me that they, they made that an option. It should have just put it on and charged everybody whatever they charge for that. It's crazy to think that these airplanes, which cost what? What is a what does a new seven thirty seven Max oh, cost? Golly, you know, hundred million dollars probably. Hundred million dollars with floor mats, undercoating, uh, <laughs> all, all the features, all the leather, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cup holders. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that that other part will be extra. I also, as I understood the story, was they didn't properly train the poor pilots flying Lion Air out of Africa mm -hmm. on, hey, this could happen. Don't react this way if that's the case because it's the so-called MCAS system trying Correct. to fix trying to fix your plane. Don't fight the MCAS. It knows what it's doing. 
Yeah. Or just shut the, it's called the trim system. There's a, like a wheel to the side of your leg that rotates as you adjust, you remove pressure from the flight controls. And if you just shut that off, then that would be the best solution. They just manhandle it after that. Yeah. But did it, no computer input. Did anyone go to jail over the whole max Ooh. thing? So uh, the no is the short answer. There Anyone was, get fired? Should have. Uh, I think they ultimately did. The guy that was the sales guy. Yeah, the sales just, guy was the real bad guy because he was like, "No, nah, this is fine." Yeah. He was glossing over stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He like was, he should have gone to jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was bad. But his bosses should have gone to jail because he's not doing it on his own behest, other than to get a. Bonus. That is true. Right. Exactly. His bosses knew exactly what he was doing. Sell yep. airplanes. Sell, 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 sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so nothing really came of Boeing that took a big hit reputationally. They probably paid a fine for it, I guess, to someone. They probably settled with some. They had to settle with the families, I'm sure. Right. Oh, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So it cost them a bunch of money, but they they ended up and they had all these Max Eight planes that they then parked in the desert to figure out what are we going to do. When is the American public not flying Lion Airways? Although, sure. to be honest, I'd fly Lion before I flew Spirit. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> they, they had to figure out what are we doing with these planes, and they kind of slowly and quietly got them up and running. And I yep. remember one time out of Vegas, I was on one, and I was like, oh, oh, so this is the Max 8. And it was clean, it was spacious, and it didn't smell, which was great. And they had logical sort of seat backs that could hold your iPad. And I was like, okay, this is really well designed, and I kind of enjoyed yeah. it. And I talked to my uh, my uh, my mechanic buddy, and he goes, oh, yeah, the Max 8's a great plane. You just have to know how it works. So I guess that's been going good. So did Boeing sort of recover its status, or at least recover its position in the market after all that? I think so. You know, that's that's my take on the whole thing, Pro, you know, but the FAA was far more into their knickers <laughs> after that event than they were before. You know, they could kind of self-certify planes prior to the MAX situation, and that, that put egg on everybody's face. So then the FAA is like, uh, we're going to be a little more, a lot more stringent with you. And, and as evidenced by this event, where the FAA said, screw it, we're grounding, we're grounding the entire fleet of nines, MAX nines until we know what's going on. Right, which I think obviously Boeing didn't want and the carriers didn't want. I think United's got a bunch of those jets, so yeah. their schedule is going to be impacted. Thoughts and prayers to everyone flying United this next month. It's going to be a little Ooh. bit sketchy for you there. But yeah, it was sort of a case where Boeing and the other manufacturers had gotten so tight with the regulatory agency, the FAA, they could do something and go, yeah, we checked it out, it's good, so we just need you to sign off on this. Yeah, And because things have been going good... The FAA said, yeah, sure, you're good. They signed off. Now it's like, no, we're going to go through the process. Yep, yeah. which is the which is what we, the public, want. So Yes, what we're paying for, Captain yeah. B, with our taxes for these agencies <laughs> exactly. to, you know, keep an eye on them. So Do your job. Yeah, do your job, as Bill Belichick would say. So, all right, so we'll see, you know, what comes of this. But, wow, what a story, and thank yeah. God – Nobody was sucked out in midair because that would have been awful. The other, the other big incident occurred right as the new year began in Japan, as footage came out of a Japan Airlines, I think seven four seven. Yep. Uh, no, I think it was an A three forty, was it not? Okay, might have been a three. It was big plane, and it was engulfed, nose to tail in flames on the runway. Still intact because it was, I guess, starting to take off 
Or was landing. it landing and it clipped a Dash 8 turboprop? Oh, yeah. It was a bad one. You want, you want me to give you the, the brief yeah, rundown? Yeah, give me the details on this one. Was anyone killed in that other than the yes. Dash 8 people? Uh, just the Dash 8 folks. Six, okay. Five of the six on board uh, perished. Oh, boy. All right. Well, yeah, that wasn't that good. So, But they, 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 they were the ones that did the wrong incursion. Not that they deserved it, but at least they were the ones that were on the wrong wor- runway, right? Yeah, exactly. So they were cleared uh, to uh, uh, what do they call in in Japan a hold line? They're like I can't remember what the exact terminology. In the United States, we'd say uh, taxi to and hold short of runway three four at taxiway Charlie, and that would be all right. Go up to the runway, but hold short on this taxiway. There's a line there; you can't miss it, and wait for landing traffic. So they were given the equivalent uh, clearance from Japan uh, with different terminology. Oh. And instead of stopping at the whole line, they taxied out onto the runway and lined up like they were getting ready to take off and waited. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then this A340 is coming in. He's, you know, they're on, you're on the gauges, you know, a good bit of the way down. And then finally, as you approach the runway, you look up, you see the runway, you, you start your flare. And all, you know, from the back of a plane, the lights are not bright. You know, they are on the front, but not on the back. You got a little itty bitty white light on the top of the tail. Right. A couple of rotating beacons. That's it. So it's easily blends in. Um, so the, the, the A340, you know, started, he did his approach. He flared, which is basically bring the nose up so you could touch down and not crash it onto the runway. And as he was flaring, they ran into the, the, the back end of that dash eight, basically running it over. How the, how there was not multiple multiple fatalities by me. So I was gonna say uh, that is crazy because the jumbo jet was still mostly intact, but it yeah. was on fire. So it had gone wheels down, and I guess was going slow enough, or it was just so big that it didn't knock it off the runway entirely or make it disintegrate. Yeah, if anything, the, the the main gear was on the ground and the nose gear was in the air. I think the nose gear hit the tail. Oh, really? That, yeah, that folded the gear or broke the gear off. They ended up, you know, scraping down the runway and coming to a stop in the dirt to the right of the runway when all things were said and done. I mean, the pictures are amazing. The airplanes in flames, the nose is on the ground, and they evacuated oh. everybody on board. How nobody got hurt evacuating. Because they're evacuating, you know, surrounded by flames yeah. in some cases. That's nuts. That I would say that's as big a miracle as Sully and yeah. the miracle on the Hudson, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Bigger, probably. Because the bigger it's a bigger plane, and you're talking fire and everything else, and yeah. an impact upon landing. Yeah. And then the people get out, and, you know, fire trucks are rolling up. People have been killed uh, evacuating from planes before because they're just kind of running out into the into the, the grass to get away from the plane as you would do. And all of a sudden they get run over by a fire truck. So nobody oh. got hurt, injured. I mean, golly, the whole thing was awesome as far as how well it was handled over there. Right. Thank God for that. So there are now, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, Captain B, TikTok accounts, social media accounts that take the publicly available air traffic control chatter that you can yep. get through certain apps and then creating sort of a, artificial intelligence animation of what it would look like recreating these runway incursions and near yeah. misses and they overlay the audio to it. And I've been watching yep. them just like with my jaw agape and then laughing at some of the back and forth between the tower and the pilots. 
And, sure. And one of the tower agents who was trying to tell this pilot, no, 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 don't do that. You're crossing a live runway, and they did it anyway. When they Golly. averted disaster, the tower said very tersely, yeah, this is going to have to be reported. Here's the <laughs> number, the phone number you need to call. Yeah. It was great. It was like, here's the number. You better call them because this shit's going to be reported. Yeah, and then start working on your resume. <laughs> well, you know, and then there's a whole other issue, which is, are we really getting the best of the best? You know, we're, we're trying to hire pilots that meet certain criteria, and I think in principle nobody's against that, but if you're pushing them through not based on merit, you're kind of flirting with disaster. I hope some of these stories that I'm hearing are not true, but I have a feeling that probably a lot of them are true. I think they are true. We, we talk about this at work during our safety briefings. You know, we have a, like a monthly meeting. We all get together and, and just talk about stuff. We, we play those kind of uh, audios and videos and we talk about them. And, you know, the, the, the consensus is, you know, due to no fault of their own, right? You're, you're a young person. You want to be a pilot. Go for it. I want you to. Um, but they're inexperienced and they're getting into big planes mm-hmm. and, you know, mistakes happen. So we, we are in our company, very, very diligent about, you know, situational awareness, especially down close to the ground. We, we don't mess around at all. We're, you know, any, anything we second guess at all, we just ask tower, Hey, there's nobody on the runway, right? We're all clear. You know, if you think you see something, just ask all that kind of stuff. We've been on such a run in the U S without a fatal crash involving a commercial flight. According to this story, it was 2009 Colgan air in Buffalo. Mm Mm-hmm. A turboprop, 49 people on board. I remember reading the details of that case. Horrific weather. Like prototypical Buffalo blizzard, number one. Number two, they said the pilots, like when you're at that level and you're flying Colgan Air and a turboprop, you you are not, you know, you're not ace ace combat certified. You are low end. And these poor kids, it was a guy and a gal, they were not nearly trained well enough for that landing, and they put it down in a, in a neighborhood, basically. Yeah. he uh, Two things, right? She flew out that day, which is legal, right? Nothing nothing illegal about it. She she lived out in California, and she commuted via jump seat or you know on a, on a commercial plane out from California to the East Coast to do their, their trips that day. So she's tired to begin with. Right. They get that kind of icing, and it can easily be con- – confused tailplane icing with just a regular stall because they kind of feel the same right you just need to be aware how fast you're going what you're doing you know speed is your friend in in anything involving tailplane icing or a stall just go around get fat get fast and then just come back and yeah and, and do it all more safely if it starts getting away from you i mean this is the longest run we've had i mean this is a 14 yeah, year run and i guess it's because Hopefully the manufacturers are getting better. The safety checks are getting better. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're just lucky, Captain B, that it's been this long. I think a little bit lucky. Uh, the runway incursions seem to be up just because of the inexperience, mm-hmm. you know, that's out there. You know, people get, you know, a new guy gets overwhelmed. He's sitting there in that 737. He's not flown it. But a couple of months, you know, it's overwhelming. Any new plane is overwhelming, frankly. Right? You get into something new. None of the switches are in the right spots. Like, it's like getting into a new car, and oh, by the way, you have to drive from the right seat. You know. Oh yeah. Well, my on wife. On the autobahn. My wife hates my new Kia Carnival minivan. Why? Because the dashboard integration is not really well executed by Kia. 
and they make great cars, but they kind of botched it on how complicated everything they're trying to do on the dash. Oh, wow. Sirius XM, Apple CarPlay, all these controls for the vehicle. Like they put every feature you could possibly want and a bunch that you never are going to use in there. And it's easy to overwhelm somebody with all the stuff. So if that's happening in automobiles, I can imagine it in airplanes. And then on top of that is just, you know, training people to help keep the planes separate and land them and work uh, the towers and the FAA centers and everything else. I did have, Captain B, I had a fly around at National in the last month coming nice. in to D.C. What do you mean nice? It, <laughs> it was unnerving. And I am one of the calmest flyers out there. Yeah. But when you're on that final approach and then you hear the engine spool up and it pitches upwards and you're like, oh, boy. And the captain was very nonchalant. He's like, yeah, we had a, another plane that was out on the runway, so we had to do a runaround. I'm like, uh, don't tell me that. Like, yeah. literally don't tell me that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, maybe that's the difference between a pilot and a non-pilot, because I'd be sitting there going, great, we're either going to Baltimore or delayed. Oh, really? That that you couldn't just loop around and land again? Because we looped around and landed and everything was yeah. fine. Yeah, it depends why he's stuck on the ground. You know, if he pranked one in, they might close the runway, and you're like, oh, here we go. Now i got to take a cab from Baltimore. It's going to be horrible. All right. Everything else good in your world? Everything is great, brother. I love it. I love talking airplanes with you. Thank you for indulging my airplane nerdiness. And uh, we'll we'll check in again. Hopefully not when there's something bad. We'll just check in when there's fun airplane stories to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Find yourself up north of Philly, the hated Eagles territory. Give me a shout. Uh, All right. I'm alone up here. All right. Very good. <laughs> hey, I'll be here. I'll be a flight attendant for you if you ever need an extra body in a jump seat. There you some go. exotic locale. All right. <laughs> We'll All keep right. that in mind. Thank you, Captain B. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. There you go. Don't get me started on why this is a thing for me. I, I don't even know. I don't know why, but it is. Excuse me for being an airplane nerd. Let me end on a couple of emails. I always love it when you guys reach out to me. This one from Rick Donahue in Oviedo, Florida. Headline, Taking the Knee. Zabe, I'm, I'm a born-again 1%er and premium subscriber. Born again in the house of Zabe or born again literally? Either way, mazel mazel, good things. I just want to make a comment on Jameis' decision to not take the victory formation. While he's in complete POS, I agree, there was precedent set in the movie Rudy. Dan Devine called for victory formation to keep Rudy out, but his teammates overrode that decision for the good of a teammate that they loved. They ran a halfback option pass, and the rest is history. Again, Jameis is a glorified POS, but team chemistry is something you can't fake. Love the show as always, especially Mondays with Andy, midweek with Charge, and Friday with the boys. Hashtag more Solly. Happy 2024 to you and yours. I believe the movie Rudy took great liberties with the actual events of Rudy Rudiger's uh, tenure on the Notre Dame football team, but I've not dug into the weeds on that. I'm certainly not an expert. This one to Elliot Lonker regarding Peacock playoffs. Zabe, will the fans be treated to massive minutes of commercials after paying for the privilege of purchasing Peacock and their subscription? I'll hang up and listen off air. 
Yes, you're going to have to watch commercials and you're going to have to pay eight bucks for at least one month. There is no one week trial where you can go ahead and sign up and then cancel. Like Amazon, I think, offered. This is the way of the world, people. You're just going to have to either don't be so cheap. Maybe football doesn't matter that much to you. Maybe you are, maybe you're broke. Maybe you're poor. No, I'm not poor. I can afford it. I just have principles. Okay. Well, then you don't, if you're really not going to watch a football game because it's eight bucks, can I get into your budget and find you the eight dollars? Like, okay, you can save money here, save money there. What you go to Starbucks every day? It's two Starbucks. Don't go two days, for God's sakes. This one from Brian Tapman, Caddyshack misquote. Good morning, Steez. Just wanted to help out, help you out correcting a quote I've heard you've recently been using. You are a big golfer and a Caddyshack fan, as am I. And I figured you should use the line correctly. It's when you're playing Danny Noonan behind the cage and Denunzio wants a Coke. You say you're not getting no Coke. It actually famously is, you ain't getting no Coke. Keep up the great work on the pod. Brian in Virginia Beach. Noted. David Lindsay. Sorry, Zabe, but Francesa is right. The NFL and the rest of the giant corporations keep pushing this bullshit, imagining that there's an infinite number of new revenue streams to, quote, leverage. There isn't. Nearly 70% of American households live paycheck to paycheck. What these asshats are really doing is cannibalizing their own operation by constantly redefining, quote, premium. They're thinning out, not growing their own fan base and pretending that it, that relabeling services somehow means customers are, quote, new. This will all come crashing down and soon. Sincerely, David Lindsay. I'm going to take the over on that prediction because nothing has come crashing down. And certainly not soon. Mark Cuban famously said about the NFL, oh, I'd say 15 years ago, when they started making moves on the traditional territory of the NBA, I think it was a Christmas Day issue, Cuban said, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, meaning the NFL. Last I checked. The NFL was still saying, pig suey. <laughs> and then one more for the road. And this is a bit of a complicated one. From Chris Gerard in Cincinnati. Dear Zabe, the treatment of Tyreek Hill by broadcasters and sports media is really getting insufferable. Why is he treated as some great guy? Knowing that he punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach and choked her. There's even audio of it. His girlfriend says of their son, he's terrified of you. And Hill responds, you need to be terrified of me too, me too, bitch. Yeah, talk about the me too movement. That is on audio. It's ugly. I don't believe it's a stretch to say that Hill is not a good guy. Well, you could say that he has learned and grown and improved as a human being. You could say that. You can't deny people the chance to get better and to grow. Anyway, last night during the game, they had a whimsical graphic of him with the nickname Cheetah. Yeah, nice. And they seem to be on a first-name basis with this guy. Tariqa was frequently calling him Tyreek, never Hill. Other players are called by their last name most of the time. 
Hell, Ray Rice was driven out of the league, and that was a major news story. Even mainstream non-sports media was going crazy demanding that the NFL kick him out. Why didn't the same people act the same way towards Hill? Oh, I know, right, there's no video, and with Rice, we had video. Well, it shouldn't matter. The NFL and the Dolphins, that's all good and well. But you see, he runs really fast. So, yeah, we're still going to make him a star. Chris in Cincinnati. Listen, you're you're not wrong, but if you want the hard, cold answer as to why Tyreek Hill is still in the league and celebrated, and they just kind of go, oh, yeah, what was that thing about, you know? There was no video. There was no video to hang around his neck and to be a constant pain in the NFL's balls that they have this guy in an ugly fashion, punching his pregnant girlfriend. And, and, and this is important, Tyreek Hill, greater sign, Ray Rice. Ray Rice was a nice back. He was a good back. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary, though. Tyreek Hill is one of one. He is the league's fastest Ferrari. And he does spectacular things. And the NFL can say, well, we, we, you know, Goodell can say, well, you know, we ran him through our treatment programs and he's learned that they, there are consequences and he has really evolved and we're, we're proud of the work he's done. And he hadn't been in trouble in the last couple of years. So there's that. And then they knock on wood and they put their hands over their eyes going, please, Tyreek, please, Mr. Hill, do not do something violent, stupid, or criminal again, because then we'll look really stupid. I don't know, man. You know, you get in the business of judging. And that's the other thing. These announcers, they don't want to be in the business of judging. They're part of the show. They're part of the circus. Just keep on selling popcorn, man. Even guys like Tarico, I, I love him. He's great. I think he's got integrity. But what's he going to do? Take a one-man judgmental stand and very noticeably not call him Tyreek and say, Hill with the catch, and then not participate in their pre-planned graphics? with NBC to highlight how good he has been. It's not good for Mike Tirico's career. So, again, fall in line, sell popcorn, go with the flow. I wish it wasn't that way, but, well, you see it on TV as it is. That's the long answer to a what was supposed to be short answer. I apologize for that, but, hey, it's a podcast. It can go as long as we want. So thanks for listening. That'll be a wrap for today. Have yourself a merry Wednesday. Dig out from the snow if you got it in portions of the upper Midwest and the Northeast. And we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.